and welcome to Cool Playlist. I'm Eliza Skinner, and this is my podcast where every episode I create a playlist for a life moment, mood, occasion, whatever, always with a special guest. And today, my special guest is a, an amazing musician, actor, creator, everything. It's Udkarsh and Budkar. Hey. Did I say it right? Yeah, and Budkar. Yay! I like how your voice goes like this. I know, where I, I get all NPR I've never when I can you, hear myself I've like never this. heard you speak this way. Really? Does it sound that different? Yeah, see, that's you. Okay. Just like, this is me, <laughs> but this is yeah, this is you on the Cool Playlist podcast. When it's in my ears, people do make fun of me just I, a bit. Oh, it's good. It's smoky. I like it. Thank you. Um, and today we're making a playlist for getting ready for a rap battle. Indeed. Mm. Something that we both know quite a bit about. We do. Um, so our listeners might know you from uh, Mindy Project, mm-hmm. Pitch Perfect, mm-hmm. uh, your podcast, your Really, your music releases. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I know you from my rap battle. Yeah, and it was called the beat. What it, the beat down. It's always been called the beat down. Well, it was called the beat down at first, and then uh, we were doing it on both ca- coasts, and we decided to both rename our shows to let them grow in different directions. And I renamed mine "Turned Up," which I don't love. Turned um, Up's not bad. It's not great. Either. Shocks is battleicious. Yep. Which is also not as great as the original. The beatdown was the best. And uh, that show, I remember uh, Eliza Skinner and Shockwave Christopher Sullivan, who's mm-hmm. in a group Freestyle Love Supreme with... Which with, you were in. Yeah, we're Are in that in. group together. And uh, I came the first time I was an audience participant. Mm-hmm. Total freaking... I think I was the only person that put my name in the yeah, jug, probably. We used to let one audience participant get up on stage and uh, rap, and you were that audience member. Yeah, and it was in my drinking days, and I was mm-hmm. shit-faced. Yes, you were. Um, yeah, and that was like... T- uh, Thomas be- Middleditch was on that show, Ben Schwartz. Tom, it was... Uh, well, you took a picture of it. It was phenomenal. It was... Someone took a picture of us, because I'm in it in the corner. Baron Vaughn, yep. Thomas Middleditch, mm-hmm. TJ Miller, mm-hmm. Ben Schwartz, mm-hmm. myself, yep. and then Eliza Skinner and Chris Shockwave Sullivan. Yeah. Right? That was that show. Yeah, that was that show. Unbelievable. I don't remember a moment of it. I think you... Because I, I feel like Lynn also did it as an audience member at one point. Which really? We, yeah. Which is nuts. Um... But yeah, yeah, you were great, and then you ended up coming back. That's uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, star, uh, well, uh, he had a, a cameo role right. in Sex in the City, too. Yes, yes. that's how that's how we know him. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. Uh, but you also ended up coming back until um, uh, you started avoiding my emails. I don't avoid them. <laughs> I respond to them. You know what? It's uh, the comedy rap battle thing is a very difficult thing to do if you're actually pretty good at rapping. That's, it's true. And most rappers, people who identify themselves as rappers, I don't put in the show and I won't let them do the show because they can't handle it. You can do both. I I enjoy being funny and I also enjoy rapping well. And I have found that the better I rap, which tends to happen as the competition increases, the more the audience hates me. I don't think that that's... Totally true. It is a hundred percent true. Well, my observation is that as my <laughs> skill level increases to meet the demands of the next round, mm-hmm. the audience goes, "Oh, 
This isn't fun. That's not true. They love you the whole time, but you do do that and you hustle because you'll even sit in the green room and be like, golly, gosh, you guys ready for a rap battle? And people are like, who's this guy? And I'm like, oh, he's a, such a liar. I get nervous. He's such a liar. He's about to uh, like murder all of you. No, truly, I forget <laughs> that I'm able to rap until the moment that I'm on stage and I start doing it. Up until that point, I'm like, and I feel like a lot of people are probably the same. You might be the same with stand-up. You're like... I know I've done this hundreds of thousands of times. The only questions I'm asking myself right questions I'm asking myself right now are number one, why did I choose this as a as a life <laughs> the, the thing path. to do today? Oh, yeah. Okay. And two, can I do it? I've completely forgotten if I'm actually capable of this. This is a horrible feeling, and I want to go home. <laughs> the thing that I think the the key to my battle to uh, turn up, up, yes, is um, keeping keeping in mind that it's not important at all that it's just there to be you're supposed to be funny and fun and silly and it should be making people laugh not tearing people down and i think that that also is something that is so different for a lot of people approaching a rap battle that it's difficult to make that shift yeah and that you also are very good at well thank you it's tough i found there's like one. There's like a PG way to make the audience feel good while also kind of ribbing someone because mm-hmm. you have to win. I'm also super competitive. Like you, I come from yep. a real rap battle yep. background. Is like if you say that somebody kind of looks like a celebrity or something, it's sort of like a, you know if someone looks like Katie Holmes mm-hmm. and you flip that or you make like a can't hardly wait reference to a Jennifer Love Hewitt or this that and the third and you mm-hmm. like treat them as if they're that character. It's really, I'm getting super meta right now. But well, it's a tool yeah, that so I Yeah, so you're use. making fun of the celebrity who's not even on stage. Exactly. Not that person. And also, I think you you inch, you, you push each other's envelope as it goes. Right. I, in, in my little speech before the show, I always say, like, I make fun of your shirt, you can make fun of my hat. Yeah. That sort of thing. Uh, if you're just out of the gate or like, I fucking hate you. Yeah. And the audience is like, "Mm." But I've fallen on my sword purposely (laughs) in your rap battle Mm -hmm. a couple times because the battle was going to a place where I was where I was like, oh, this person, like the things that I want to say in response to them might actually like they're sent these are sensitive comedians Mm -hmm. and I am sensitive as well. Mm -hmm. But I think that like I lost I lost, I say in quotation marks, to a girl. Brunette. Well, you also lose to girls a lot. On purpose? I don't know if it's on purpose or if it, it but you, you're like, I, oh, well, hello, pretty person <laughs> rapping against me. Maybe. And it just has a whole new tone to it. No, I do that with guys too, though. I flirt with you, the guys. You do flirt with them sometimes, but it feels, it feels more, uh, it feels more like a game with the guys. With the girls, you're like, if this goes okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not mad at it. <laughs> no. Only one. Angela. Angela. <laughs> Angela Trimber. Oh, man. She's so pretty. God, she she's, she's so pretty. cool. She's such a badass. So talented. No, there was somebody who said something about, she was like, uh, I saw you, I know you're the guy from Pitch Perfect and this, that, and you know, something about Outsourced, the TV show uh-huh. Outsourced, and the audience went crazy, and I was like, well... That's well, pretty easy. Yeah, I was like, well, the only thing I could say now is like, you have uh, chosen Outsourced, congratulations, it's the one show that we have, um, and you have all the rest, mm-hmm. and I could just feel my mind making it sort of this ethnic and race-related rap mm-hmm. and just the whole room getting which is normally 95 percent caucasian mm-hmm. getting really uncomfortable mm-hmm. or like just take the loss 
and like let this be a fun show for everyone hmm. instead of taking her to task in front of the whole room for her ignorance mm-hmm. which is not the point of turned up yeah it's not but i also i mean i, I leave those once we're in it i leave all those decisions up to very, everybody it, <laughs> it felt totally inappropriate i was like "Ooh, i'm about to eat her alive and this little voice was like that's no. It has happened a few times. Let her go. And there is a lot of catharsis when it does happen. And also, I think that things have changed. Not as much as they should. Hopefully, they are consider- continuing to change. But well, I, think when that, you're in a free I think the audiences now are would uh, would be a lot more ready for that. Even that Caucasian audience, I hope, knocking on wood, yeah. than the audience of five years ago or seven years ago. And it's all in retrospect because we're all freestyling in the moment. Yeah. I mean, ideally, you're coming up with what you're saying on the spot. Yeah. And that's tough because you're like, ooh, I don't know if I go down this line. I have to make it rhyme. I have to be entertaining. I don't know how much I can um, control it. Yeah. Like this might go off the rails. And I don't mean off the rails in terms of quality. I mean in terms of content and how deep and how biting and how real it gets Mm -hmm. for a comedy show. Whereas like if I'm in like a club with with a hip hop audience as opposed to to biting. Yeah. Well, that would. Yeah, of course. And that's how I've won several battles is taking that same sentiment of like, you're the dude, you're outsourced. You know, Indian people Mm -hmm. are Indian. (laughs) And then like. What a twist! Yeah, and then flipping it and 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 using that you know against against people. Yeah, using it in my favor. Yeah. But anyway, I we've your your battle is great, and uh, I've <laughs> retired. You. I retired. But it's yeah, an incredibly I, entertaining show, by the way. And what makes fun. it really special, there are other uh, battle type shows out mm-hmm. there, comedy driven shows. What makes your show so special is that it has. A human element in terms of the music. It's a human beatbox. It's somebody following along with you, Joshua Silverstein or Shockwave. Mm-hmm. And they add such a layer of musicality and uh, spontaneity to the experience that it, it it's really special and it also helps to support Yeah, it the makes show. you sound better. As opposed to a DJ playing beats, which mm-hmm. I don't... It's cold. And I don't enjoy it as much. Yeah, mm. it's very sterile and it's super. It feels really kind of sort of run of the mill and generic. Whereas you know your show has that chance for um, for improvisation that that's not there mm-hmm. with, with a DJ just scratching a record. You know. Well, thank you. That's what we hope. It's a lot of fun to be a performer in that environment. Okay, you can come back from retirement then. I, I um, will. I will. <laughs> uh, I'm out of retirement. All right, me too. Um, so today we're making a playlist for getting ready for a rap battle. Um, yeah. And normally I ask, why did why'd you pick this one? Well, you gave me several choices. I did. And it's been a long, long time since I've been in a real rap battle. It's been maybe a decade. Wow. You yeah. Thirst, you thirsty for it? Not at all. <laughs> life is so good now. Like, my life is great. I don't have the angst that I used to have. Like, the most angsty I get is, like, a little bit of self-pity on Valentine's Day. <laughs> sure. Like, I don't, I'm not so angry anymore. I don't feel that need, you know, that 22-year-old need to prove mm-hmm. and that in, that validation, that instant validation that can only come with decimating another human being's psyche and self-esteem. I just don't feel that war-driven anymore. I feel much more, like, loving and supportive. And if someone tries to battle me, I'll probably be like, yo, man, that was great. 
Like yeah. you really like made some salient points, <laughs> and I uh, I appreciate your point of view. And uh, I'm gonna go eat some apple pie now. Like, would you like to go get some apple pie with me? There you go. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I feel like with all of the different ways of fighting with people. I mean, it always these days it comes it comes back to the internet so often for me. Mm-hmm. Like people love fighting on the internet because you can't even see the person. And I feel like even that way, let alone face-to-face in real life, you get a hangover from it. Like, oh. you feel awesome, and then later you're like, oh. Well, I don't, I don't fight. I mean, I found, Ugh. like, a really – Sarah Silverman, um, her response to that, that mm-hmm. tweet, whatever it was, a month ago, just opened up the door for me to how to communicate with people. For the first – firstly, I'm not, like, known enough to be getting hate until – Oh, d- so- soon. Soon you well, will be. it started this past oh, congratulations. month because I've done these ESPN rap spots yes, for I've these seen those. basketball games. I wrote nine spots for ESPN. They're 23 seconds each. They're highly censored by the NBA and <laughs> ESPN. And uh, I was paid a an amount that I wish uh, was worthy of the time that I put in, but I'm, I'm I'm happy that I was able to do it. They they knew that they could have offered me like three slices of ham and a piece yeah, of cheese. Yeah, would have been like, this is exciting to me anyway. Yeah, and I would have <laughs> done it. So me and James Monroe Iglehart from Hamilton and from Aladdin, we did those together, and people hate them. <laughs> I mean, the hate coming my way. It's like you need to stop this. This is a tra- This is the worst thing that's ever happened on television. You know, blah blah blah. And there's a few people who really go in. Uh, with the negative and my response is always like hey man thanks so much for the kind words I really appreciate everything you said like and then if I look at their profile and I see something about them and I'm like yo it looks like you know that thing that you did was really cool anyway have a great day and nine times out of ten they'll just respond with like cool yeah like this morning somebody was like talked some shit again and said some horrible things not horrible but negative things and I was like hey man you're a songwriter the spot's 23 seconds long. It's about speak about the players generally because if any of them get injured, you can't use them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, make sure that you don't use any negativity and you can't make a trap beat. Go for it. And he was like, I thought you were going to say something funny. And I was like, no, man, it's 23 seconds. Make the song. It's easy. Mm-hmm. Just do it. And then send it to ESPN and maybe your song will get on TV. It's, and then most people kind of appreciate that response. Yeah, I feel like if you... Um, See, that's why I would lose a battle right now. N- I, I, I don't think you necessarily would. Um, I think it depends because it's still... Who's, who's funny? You who's can't fun? kill him with kindness in a rap battle. In, not in a real one. You're Mm-mm. right. Um, so I chose this because it's like, well, if we apply the same idea of going into um, competition, right? Mm-hmm. What songs at that time amped me up and what songs today get me going too like if i need that energy like it's funny because like there's certain songs that it's like the perfect level of energy to drop me into a meditative state mm-hmm. and like quiet my in my innards so that i can go do what i'm trained to do yeah. and so i think that's what my approach was make you hum at that right frequency yeah exactly whatever mm-hmm. the 50 560 megahertz binaural beats that i listen youtube meditations <laughs> i don't know well let's get I into would it definitely lose a rap battle right now okay no. let's do uh, it let's get into it and the first song is your choice and that would be uh this is busta rhymes it's don't touch me throw the water on him mm. this is such a gully go hard oh, we're in it yeah let it drop turn the volume up 
sad about the uh, the journey of uh, Buster Rhymes's um, like uh, uh, reputation of what people think that he is. In what way? Well, I feel like he's become like um, a muscle guy and a joke, and people forget that like he's great. I don't know if in the world of hip hop he's seen as a joke. Yeah, I mean, not because, within because he can body any beat. Like, that is such an energetic, amped up, it's such, it's the way to MC, meaning to control a microphone, to be a master of ceremonies, to get the party mm-hmm. going. That is such an energetic flow. And also for me, like, if I'm going into a battle, there's no way I'm going to rap that com- complex, right? I'm freestyling, I have to do punchlines, I have to be present in the moment, I have to follow whatever beat I'm being given, but if I listen to, and I maybe this applies to any kind of training, if I listen to and study much more complex schemes, then I'm able to um, do the simple ones with a little bit more ease. You know what I mean? Yeah, you shoot for the moon, you uh, drift dead. among the stars. Tacos. Dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> exactly. Not if you're Princess Leia. That's true, yes. Then you glide back, back into the ship. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just feel like I, like... I uh, rem- was introduced to him through Leaders of the New School oh, and yeah. Tribe Call Quest. And then, he, you know, anybody, once they become mainstream, they just get more mainstream. And uh, I f- feel like uh, there's, a, there's a lot more to him than casual listeners. He, his realize. second peak is coming. You think? I think so. I think hmm. he's going to have a resurgence. We got a lot of cool rappers in their 40s now. Uh, Still making albums. Yeah, I mean, look, if Dylan can make music until he's 70 or 80 and Springsteen can still sell out arenas, like, Busta Rhymes can have his resurgence as well, right? Yep. I, Stands to reason. It, I, I buy it. Um, and I, I'm just going to jump to my first pick yeah, from me. that since I've already mentioned. Um, uh, Bugging Out from Low End Theory. Whoa. Mm. Bump it. Drop it hard. <laughs> Check one, two, what is this? To five for the seven with the rough neck business. I float like gravity, never had a cavity. Got more rhymes than the one that's got family. No need to sweat our stereotypes to gain some type of fame. No shame in my game, cause I always be the same. Styles upon styles upon styles is what I have. You wanna just divide them, but you still don't know the half. This album was my first, like, oh, there's, uh, there's rap music out there that I don't know about. That okay. like got like really got me into it, um, and it was I, I I think I've told this story before, but I was at a Latin convention, and a much older boy played this, and I Latin, was like, like the language Latin, the language Latin, oh, yes, wow. yeah, whoa, um, big time nerd stuff, whoa, yeah. How old were you? Uh, I, I was like eleven. Uh, you were doing you were that deep in the Latin actual latin world oh i was i was like i like a doogie housing houser nerd can like, you you can can you speak latin no 
No. Then what was happening at the time? Well, what you do is you do a lot of conjugation. They don't teach you conversational Latin. You learn to con- conjugate words, and you learn things about the culture. Could you read Latin right now? Right now, no. At the time, also, I was taking Russian also. Whoa. So, which is, you learn a whole new alphabet. So I, I remember mixing stuff up, and I would answer questions on Latin tests with Cyrillic letters from the Russian alphabet. Oh, man. So it was, it, it was not a great system of learning for me. but um, But... Uh, brilliance in the midst of all this nerddom i was like whoa what's this cool music this is better than what i hear on the radio also i grew up in richmond virginia listening to q94 the main the like top 40 station which censored what they played so extremely like i didn't even know about hip-hop stations or college radio or anything right so there were songs that we just never got we just they would not play them they would refuse to play songs from the that i would hear on the top 40 countdown with Casey Kasem and then our local DJs would never play them the whole rest of the week. Wow. So what were you getting? Were you getting like a lot of uh like um I'm the one who wants oh, you. Oh yeah 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 yeah. With you. Yeah, we got glam rock way too long. Oh yeah. Um yeah, a lot of a lot of easy listening, a lot of easy pop. I, around. In the house of stone and delight. Remember that song? Uh, uh, Manto, yeah. You know that song? <laughs> no. Oh god, that song's so good. <laughs> Um, but, but, but Tribe Called Quest, but, um, Low End Theory had come out earlier in, uh, 91. I don't know who was, was Paula Abdul happening in 91? Was that like Cold Hearted Snake? Is that what I was listening to? Uh, You might've been on your Paula Abdul kick. She Mm. had like, only had like a three or four year run. That's it? Yeah, because that Rush Rush album, nobody cared about. About her peak was real short. And um, Janet might have taken that crown from a lot of people. Mm, mm-hmm. Janet snatched well, a lot of careers out. out Janet of handed hands. it to her to begin with. She was one of Janet's dancers. That's true. Or choreographer. Um, but yeah, so so tri- for me, Tribe Called Quest led to like Digable Planets. Mm-hmm. Obviously, as I said, Leaders of the New School, um, uh, Arrested Development. Of course. Um, uh, the Roots. Yeah. What about that song gets you going for a competition? Um. It feel it feels like pre competition, pre competition, like just doing it for yourself, warming up. Yeah, yeah, um, and talking to yourself about yourself, and then being like no holes barred. It's I'm also Fife's flow is so s- simple, but it sounds so, so good. Yeah, it's so relaxed. His flow is like right where it needs to be, and I think his and in terms of like practical applications. Mm-hmm. His flow is great for a battle because it's clear. You can hear it. It's just dynamic enough to not sound stale. Mm-hmm. I mean, Fife is one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. And then, you know, Q-Tip is Q-Tip. I mean, their, but their flow is simple enough, I think, to, that it would fit into a battle world really well. Yeah. But as you said, pre-battle, I'm not like, I'm going to try to do exactly like this. I'm just like, where does, where does my mood Getting need to be? Getting the vibe right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and also pre-battle, I'm not battling, so I'm hosting. Yeah, you can. So have I'm fun. coming at it from another. I mean, I do freestyle, so I have to be ready for that. But I, I don't have to get um, like aggro at all. You get the juices flowing. Yeah, yeah. You want to well, play your next song? Yeah, I'd love to. Mm-hmm. I want to tell you what song makes me really, really want to do what I do. Oh, this is just a groove song. This is um. Have you heard the song Traffic Jam by Stephen Marley? Mm-mm. Featuring 
his brother, Damien Jr. Gong Marley. Oh, bounce this, homie. Two brothers, actually. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who else is on? Stephen Marley, Julian Marley, and Damien Marley. Oh. <laughs> this feels very you. <laughs> but you hear that beatbox, right? Yeah. That groove is so heavy. Man, I love that. And it, so the be- another great thing that a lot of MCs don't do in a battle is use melody. Mm-hmm. So that if you can flow like that, like if the beat is you know, and you can be like, when I kick it, I'ma flow on down every day, man. Oh, like at least it adds some. A different dynamics. layer. Yeah, dynamics and a skill level. And that shit just gets me so happy. Mm-hmm. It just feels so good. It bounces hard. Yeah. When I would teach music stuff, I would try to I would try to tell students to like think of it spatially. Like don't just be moving forward and backward <clears throat> or up and down. Also be moving like big and small mm-hmm. and like dynamic and like how fast are you moving around this like musical space? Because yeah, especially with rap stuff, th- people think black words on white paper you know and they don't think filling it out in any other way yeah you got one two three four and i rap when i do like this everybody want to move and it got that there but you could all go when i rap i do like this Mm -hmm. and i when i'm in the flow this that's like old that's like 1988 Mm -hmm. and then well i mean we can go through the do it the evolution (laughs) i mean we didn't line the songs up chronologically but no yeah and then there's like internal rhymes right so you have that but then now what you have is so you have like 1985 we'll just do then and now okay 1985 is like human on the go the flow is on real everybody really know that i'm strong as steel Mm -hmm. and now it's like everywhere that i go uh you know how I feel, uh. When I rock and I roll, uh. Men are strong as steel, uh. Like, so it's like doing those internal, the pitter-patter stuff, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the beat is so different, right? Mm-hmm. There's so much more space. It used to be like, do, do, ka, do, 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 ka. And now it's like, do, ka, do, 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 ka. And so you just can fill in as much yeah. as you want. It's like a big old canvas. Oh, man, it's so fun. Yeah. And it's f- funny when I... um now I'm coaching people a lot with mm-hmm. rapping on the show and uh, on Drop the Mic and um, musicians, especially musicians who have never, like very either country or pop musicians, want to do that 85 style of like, I land every beat right on the joke, a do doodle doodle And I'm like, okay, all right, let's try to get a little loose with it. Let's yeah. try to, let's try to do, do it again, but let's do it messy. And I've I've been I've been low key told off by a couple of uh, musicians who are like, sweetie, we get it, we we know how to do music, and I'm like, okay, all right, if that's how you want to do it, it sounds fresh as hell twenty years ago, yeah, thirty years ago. But that's the other thing too is like, you have to be comfortable in mm-hmm. your delivery, and if you're comfortable in your delivery, anything can happen. Yeah, that's my biggest thing. That's why like Rick Ross. Mm-hmm. People love him. Can Rick Ross rap? In my opinion, not as well as some other rappers out there. Wow, that's the pull quote from the app. 
I uh, don't know if he can, but that dude is in the pocket of his own voice. He mm -hmm. knows exactly what he does well. That's my biggest thing. They always want me to perform the rap for them first. Mm -hmm. They're like, show me how to do it. And I'm like, well, why don't we just have a beat and why don't we see where it falls for you? Mm -hmm. well, how does it make sense for you to try to like draw out whatever flow they have or are going to build within that hour Yeah, um, and figure out what makes sense to them and what so that they don't all sound exactly the same. So they right. don't all sound like shadowy versions of how I would do it. Yeah. It's like, let's find out what Samuel L. Jackson's flow is. Who, yeah. Who knew? And I mean, the whole point is like mimicry, right? Like, so like if I go, or like, don't touch me, you might burn mm -hmm. you. And I copy all those things. I'm developing a vocabulary of styles mm -hmm. that's very disparate and really like... Um, hopefully unique right to when you put them together mm -hmm. and as i mimic and pull those styles together i'm able to find my own voice and a lot of it is just copying other people right that's every artistic yeah. path i think you know you spend so much time um gathering all these different influences and, and smashing them into your brain and then see what falls out yeah, and then there's tonal quality as well. Like Busta Rhymes is like, ah, I don't want to blow your mic out. And then <laughs> Stephen Marley's like up in the nasal, right? He's like, ma ma ma, like up here. So how can you use those vocal dynamics to change your tone as well to hopefully create a mood in your audience? Yeah, there's so many different ways you can use your voice. Is it your turn now? Oh, you're done. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I feel like <laughs> well, I'm nerding of, out on on. That's how to, what this is. Okay. Don't you can't nerd too hard. Um, I'm like making rap freaking boring for people no i not for me and it's my podcast okay and speaking of mimicry my next choice is 100 based on that it's you be illin by run dmc oh yeah mm -hmm. make it not yeah you're gonna rap along with it you want me to hell yeah do you know it of course i know it let's do it oh, oh fuck Chucky fried chicken, running my own business, eating food and finger licking. In a funny, he up to the cup with the menu and his money. Fuck, in walk street, kinda side to side. He asked this old lady, yo, yo, is this Kentucky Fried? The lady said yes, smiled, and he smiled back. He gave a quarter and his order, small fries, Big Mac, you be illin'. Oh, my God. Okay, I, I, okay. I didn't nail it. So bad. I didn't nail it. I was ready with the next verse, not the first one. Oh, I want fried um, chicken. Uh, dinner, you ate it. Um, is there a fried chicken nearby? Kentucky Fried Chicken? Kentucky is there fried, one on no, Sunset? There's a Zanku's, but that's not fried. No, Zanku's got that garlic butter, though. Mm, that garlic. Go. Oh, my god. That gosh. might do it for you. That's um, incredible. But, yeah, so my journey with music, when I was a kid, I had a turntable and uh, had no money, so I would buy old records for, like, a dollar yeah. at the record store or at um, or the thrift store, and I, had, and I got a copy of Reason Hell, which I was like, did they... Why are they selling me this for a dollar? I would have find. And... Um, that song i was like this is hilarious i yeah. did not know that this that this could be funny and not be novelty songs like i knew about novelty songs yeah but i didn't know that just regular songs could be funny i wonder if run dmc started that or if it was something that slick rick brought into hip-hop because hmm. he or cool mo d as well they were kind of like the original as far as i know storytellers and i wonder if run dmc kind of like not stole 
but was inspired. Everybody was stealing so hard back then. Yeah, but well, it maybe was They're inspired by the same them. song over and over. Oh, yeah. Well, they still are. Ooh. I mean, everyone is in every genre. You're like, oh, that that's what's popular? And if you're driven by commerce, then you just try and copy that. It's true. Yeah. It can be funny. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. stories. Which, and I was a big comedy nerd also, so that got me really excited about it. And I was like, I need to learn all of the words to this and all the whole album and t- do it for people all the time because that's what makes you popular. Turns out it's not what makes you popular. But, it doesn't hurt. It does. I think, it's, I think it works better on, on boys or mm. in, of that generation. Maybe. I was also for a while there at an all-girl school and I'd be like, who's ready for a performance? And they'd be like, nope. Not oh us. man, that was like the only way I could get attention. Yeah, I was like, I'll do my songs for you. <laughs> Let me do this this song that I made up about you. And then they, you know, I don't know. You're right. I may not have been cool. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Would you actually make up songs about uh, about other kids? Oh yeah, I'd like do tapes, and I'd be like, these are this is this person. Like I'd make up raps about from like I want to say fifth or sixth grade. I've been writing making songs up about people. Yeah. So was it like? Um, like a, a, a mark of honor to get into an Edkarsh jam? No, you generally were getting roasted. Oh. Like, it was, like, full-blown, like, you know, there was this kid Keith and some... All of this stuff is so inappropriate in today's environment, but just know that this was 1990... Yeah. 92, so, like, all... Let's let me give... Cut me some slack. But anyway, Keith had got hit in the nuts with a baseball <laughs> when we were playing baseball. <laughs> okay, so and there's then, backstory. And then we had said... That his wiener had fell off, and then Keith <laughs> had, and then we started calling him <laughs> PW, which was plastic wiener. And so I used to call him, it might have just been me, I used to call him <laughs> PW, and Keith became PW. Uh-huh. And I definitely know I made a song dedicated to that <laughs> and played it at, mean, a, at a party for I f- everyone. I feel like people are ready for that released now god where's that cassette yeah cassette tape and then there was another kid brian and i don't remember what his deal was but i would find things about people and then i would just make fun of them so but no uh not mean-spirited no i need love uh jam in there no one like dedicated to, to the to the girls the first like legit song and this is all just to show you how corny is the wrong word but I certainly never have fit into a box or anything remotely close to one so RuPaul had this talk show on VH1 or something way back in the day and RuPaul had brought on this guest from Millie Vanilli she had brought on not Rob but I think it was Fab the one who's uh, still alive one of them passed away unfortunately but this guy sang a song called love revolution and i just loved the melody of it hmm. and i went off and i wrote my first was this when they were trying to be like hey we're we're real musicians also or was this dead on in millie vanilli no he'd split from millie okay. vanilli and he had gone to have a solo career okay so he was like i have stuff also as like a bob marley type of mm-hmm. reggae type and so i heard his song and i was like "Ooh, i, I really like that hook and i stole it mm-hmm. and then i wrote my first rap song around that like my sing rap song and I can't remember. Mm, oh, f- damn. I wish I could remember it right now. And it was called Love Revolution, which mm. is exactly the same title as his. Mm-hmm. But that's technically the first song that I that I really wrote. And then it took some time. I don't remember. I, there's like major gaps where high school comes in and you all you care about is what other people think of you. And 
theater mm-hmm. became a big deal and dancing like pop like doing all the dance competitions became big and obviously like getting the attention of girls became really superseded anything mm-hmm. i've never been like a one of these i wish but i'm not like a smart person like in the sense that like you know there's truly dedicated passionate people who are like like rizza just sat in a basement and made seven Wu-Tang albums. Mm-hmm. Like, not just Wu-Tang. He made, like, a two Jizza albums, an ODB album. He made three Raekwon albums, two Method Man albums, two Wu-Tang albums, and a RZA solo record. And didn't do anything else, because that was his calling. And I was like, oh, man, I don't know if Anne likes me. And we're sharing a locker, but, like, when can man, I tell her that I love her? I have wasted so much time in my life worrying about... Finding someone to be in love with. It's finding a, different people to be in love with. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, oh, man, I could have made so much stuff. Seriously? But, th- but I, that was doing the same thing. I was like, mm, that boy is cute, and he doesn't even know it. Yeah. I mm. mean, it was like, a, yeah, so that I think a lot of high school got sucked up doing that. Mm-hmm. We're basking in the glow of being a theater whatever. Were you a theater hotshot? I'd like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> When we do your next song. Next song is um oh, this is for the baseline. So I've never really battled with um a DJ. Mm-hmm. When I used to battle, there would always be a live band. So this type that's very th- jazzy, super jazzy. Yeah. So this song is uh, "Don't Sweat the Technique" by Eric B and Rakim, and I just think this baseline is just too fire. It's it's really freaking good. I mean, listen to that. Yeah. Ding. And then the horns come in, and then he just tells Sweat the technique. Oh. Oh. It just feels like a live band. Mm-hmm. So I'll still rock over this instrumental when I'm just trying to like keep up. But it's real. This is a hard beat to rap to. And actually make it sound good. I feel like. You gotta be like. Well, it's about, for me, staying relaxed mm-hmm. while being attentive to be able to, to rap to it's a, a, a beat that gets me excited. Yeah, that's you know? true. It's I'm a like, lot. Calm down. You're excited about this? Be calm down. It's like a lot quicker than you think because he's going, I take the D, I do the rhyme, I boom, but don't think, but all the time. And you, instead of being, it, it's like very easy to fall off that beat. Yeah. So it just always gets me hyped. And it used to be on like a NBA Jam video, I feel like. <laughs> I used to get these NBA cassettes. Was that like best of clips? Yeah. It was just okay. like highlights, dunks and from players. And I remember that was on one of them. And it just makes makes me just, it, fell, it like helped me fall in love with the NBA while also falling in love with hip hop at the same time. I tell you, man, those NBA guys, they know how to market. <laughs> they really do. Says one of the guys who makes marketing for the NBA. Ooh, man. Hip- <laughs> hip- yeah, right? Hip-hop and NBA, they just go together. It's mashed potatoes and gravy, those two. And uh, and uh, Bugs Bunny also. Um, oh, true, true. Uh, yeah, so this was off their fourth and final studio album in 92. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he dropped a couple more, but... He's one of those guys who just was like, no, I don't want to do social. No, I'm not doing this new school stuff. Which he? Rock, Rakim. Okay. Rakim was like, I'm a god MC, and I'm just going to go chill can I for the tell, rest of my days. Can I tell you one of my favorite tweets that I feel like nobody ever appreciates enough of mine? What? Uh, uh, Rakim must have had a whole bunch of different Eric's in his class. 
<laughs> That's funny. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I like that. Um, like why? Why? Eric, why there's, Eric B. there's Eric P. Also, <laughs> and Eric J. Anyway, <laughs> I like um, that. It's real corny. Uh, yeah, this is a great song, and I I, I feel like a, a lot of your picks are um, are kind of jazzy. You're you're uh, you're fun. You're kooky with your with your rapping. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, it's improvisation based, right? Mm-hmm. So if it's it's all. Um, you don't just do improv rap, do you? I thought no, you'd... but I think primarily freestyling is where, where I shine. learned. Mm. You know, you sit in a cipher and someone's like, and you have like a chance to be like, you can go, and I could be like, here I go. I'm about to kick this flow, and everybody at the end of it is gonna know. They're gonna know who I am on the mic, cause I got that flow to do what you like. I'm spitting and ripping the flow everywhere that I go, doing it oh so beautiful that we call me cold, like I'm falling like snow. I don't know. But <laughs> it like, how do you make that then melodic too? So that's where the jazz comes in, because you can do that same flow. Um, it's a doom, doom, so be like, okay, uh, oh wait, what did I just say? Oh. Uh, don't you know? Here we go. We're about to kick a little bit of freestyle flow. So that's what it is. But mm-hmm. you can go. You can also go like, um, okay. Uh, here we go. Don't you know? I'm about to kick a little bit of freestyle flow. About it all. Mm-hmm. I'm about to kick it a free, and everybody in the place gonna feel it and see. Uh, you know, ripping the flow, letting it go, and it's like a little bit more interesting, right? Yeah. I mean, I would say the first time that you did it, it was already. Um, melodic, because I think you can't help it. Okay, fair enough. Um, but yes, yeah. Just to show, like, how do we just add layers? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't know. Yeah. I feel exposed. <laughs> do you? Does this does this feel like really personal stuff? Talking about rapping? you know, just like when you break it down like this, it's one. It's like one of those things where people are like, "Wait a minute, you don't just do it." So were other when you. St- so when you first started recording songs about your friends, tearing them apart, mm-hmm. were other kids doing this also, or were you like, this is no, my thing? No, it was just my thing. It took till I got to maybe high school, there was a kid, Tim Brown, who was like, he rhymed the word slaughter with quarter. And uh, and you still remember it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Jukebox and tube socks. And I was like, Ooh. I was like, dis my guy. <laughs> and so Tim and I would flow. But you know, I grew up in the same, I grew up in Gaithersburg, Maryland. Uh-huh. You know, the, when I first started freestyling, it was with Raphael. Um, Lam- oh, fuck, Raphael, what is your last name? I'm so sorry, but it's been 20 years. <laughs> it was with Raphael. Maybe he just goes by Raphael now. Yeah, Raphael in his blues guitar. And he would be mm-hmm. like, or whatever a blues riff is. I can't even do one right now. And then I would do freestyle blues songs. And that's like, and then when I finally got to college and sort of, Got, went to New York, went to the New Yorkian, like started going to these clubs, started meeting hip hop artists in college. You know, Donald Glover was in school with me. Mm-hmm. Like we did a song together. Like he was, you know, did a, my battle many times. Did he? Never won a single one. Yeah. Uh, really? Yep. He's a he was a beast <laughs> MC. He was like the yeah. only dude who scared me. He used to send me um, tracks that he would make with like old cartoon songs and then uh, Childish things Gambino yeah. yeah very very early Childish Gambino stuff he's uh, just be like look what I made and be like oh cute kid he never stopped never that's stopped that's the thing that guy was like really really about work mm-hmm. he was really I mean I remember in college like I went over there to do a song with him 
uh, he was an RA. Did you know him before the other Freestyle of Supreme yeah. guys? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, crazy because that's when I knew him too. I was th- his um, uh, improv coach every Saturday morning. I oh, wow. Be there. I would come over and coach them doing improv. So he, yeah, him in DC and all mm-hmm, that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he, he you know, so I, I went to college and I started meeting people who were really doing it. And then like this professor, Daniel Banks, started this hip hop theater group and so i met a ton of mcs that way like who are also theater practitioners and we started a hip-hop theater studio at nyu and we did this big show and like dewanda weiss was in it who's now the lead in um she's gotta have it mm. um gina rodriguez was in that group sure. she's done uh, drop the mic yeah, oh really mm-hmm. and jane you know jane mm-hmm. my girl gina who else was in that group so many people wait elaine marcus who's on Insecure, and a writer and a director, myself. Uh, why am I blanking? It's murderer's Row. Yeah, there's so many people that I don't know why I'm blanking right now. Anyway, there's there's several more. Um, but we uh, went hard in the paint, so to speak. <laughs> and I forgot what your original question was. Oh, uh, originally it was, were, you, were other people making songs when you were a little kid? No, and it took a long time. It's your whole yeah. journey. I, I the the music that I got a chance to make in high school was all like singer songwriter stuff. Mm-hmm. It was like John Mayer was really uh, yeah, really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Mayer was still you were getting it boot- was still bootlegs. Yeah, you were getting yeah, bootlegs on Napster mm-hmm. of his live shows, and you were like, "This motherfucker can play guitar." Real pared down to just like him and guitar. Oh my god, that stuff was cool, incredible. Mm-hmm. I went and saw him at Tracks, which is where um, mm-hmm. Dave Matthews. You know, you're from Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, I went and saw him at Tracks. We drove the two and a half hours to see him open up for Glenn Phillips, who nobody knows who that is, mm-hmm. but there was a band called Toad the Wet Sprocket. Yeah. That had a song that went, all I want is to be, be this way, to, to be this way. Yeah. So John Mayer was opening up for that dude. Wow. And he was friggin' phenomenal. So we were all like, God, we have to learn how to play bass with our thumb and be rhythmic guitarists <laughs> and oh, ah, let's do this music. Because nobody was like, hey, let's make a rap, rap yeah. song together. Well, I mean, it's tough when you're doing DIY things when you're like, I, I don't have stuff i don't have equipment well you don't get what what, if i have a guitar i could do a whole that's a whole band it was all analog too i mean there was some digital stuff but we were doing things on a four track or Mm -hmm. an eight track Mm -hmm. with a cassette Mm -hmm. but then you turn into a cd somehow i don't even know what we how we did it and then like there was no somebody had a cd burner i guess yeah exactly it Mm -hmm. was for real I remember I mean, g- giving lists of songs to friends with CD burners and being like, can you put all of these on a CD for me so mm-hmm. I can listen to it? Yeah, man. And that if that burner died, you were screwed. Mm-hmm. Anyhow. Next song. Yeah. Um, I just rambled. I apologize. That's what this is. Okay. The next one, uh, my pick is uh, Method Man. Dirty bastard, specter death. You on the shelf. You God, Ghostface Killer, and uh, man, I was gonna pick this one too. I've got man. just the tone of his voice has my guts. Yeah, the rhythmic breathing. You don't know me and you don't know my style. Here I am, the method man, patty cake. Oh, I could just. So, I mean, this, I we didn't get this when I was a, a kid. Like, this is the kind of stuff that 
that just didn't exist yeah. in Richmond, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And I didn't find out about it until much later. Um, but yeah, I love like his references are all, are so like, yeah, I grew up watching Saturday morning cartoons too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it, he just juggles them all in the air and it's so fun and weird. Um, and he sings too. Yeah. It, that's what, when you were talking about, and 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 I'm about to go and stick it. Yeah. yeah. That um, whole part is like, Ooh, yeah, exactly. I um, love that part. He, he uses his voice in like 80 different ways. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and he still is just like, even when he's being aggressive, so like relaxed, so chill, it just feels like flow. Just hang. Yeah, exactly. I'm just sitting, sitting deep in I this beat. I love that. And that's an amped, that is an amped song. I was going to pick that too, but I figured, <laughs> I was like, oh, it's too easy. I figured. Um, I mean, I, I had to, I had it's to put great. a method man. He's the, he's, he's the MCA right for now. Um, yeah, he's got that. Ah. He, when he battled Corden, um, first of all, he's a joy to work with. He's just, he's the host of uh, Drop the Mic and everything is better when he's there. Any, any day that he's there is like, well, we got a ray of sunshine on the set. Awesome. Um, he's just so, so kind and great. Um, but he battled Corden as part of the release. So, um, I wrote Corden's material and mm-hmm. normally me and uh, the other guy who writes it we each pick somebody and write for them um and he was kind of working with method man but nobody's gonna write for method man yeah 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 it's just, not a chance what um and there are all these things that i put in that the producers didn't know or didn't recognize and they were like we don't what is that uh, and so they would cut them um but but meth would be like Wait, uh, I saw what you tried to do. I saw it, and he put stuff into his verse about us, and was like, "I like." He wanted to call our names out, but instead was like, "Yeah, you got, uh, you have ghostwriters." Um, I'm sad that I didn't get to get Corden to say that M E T H O D man is a C O R D E N Stan, but that's funny. <laughs> thanks, I try. Um, Your producers sound lame. Well, they're also worried about who in the middle of the country is going to understand it. They, it's so lame. That they one of my little herbs. One of my little pushbacks that I've done more and more with the battles has been, um, give me a few that not everybody's going to get. Just let me keep in a couple of these jokes that like five people are going to be so amped about, even if everybody else doesn't understand it, because that makes it cool. It makes it m- more interesting. Yeah. And for some people, it might make them curious enough to find out about it and learn about something new so they can get a joke. It did went to me when I was a kid. That's how I learned a bunch of stuff because I wanted to understand more jokes. Yeah. Are they super white, your producers? They're from England. Yeah, oh my God, that's brutal. <laughs> well, you're doing great. Thank you. Thanks. I mean, everybody, we all, everyone has different things that they are focused on, you know? Like, Again, what, what, what is your job and what do you need to make sure that this piece yeah. does for this TV Hip-hop show? Hip-hop as commerce in this space, mm-hmm. you know, I've just did this with the ESPN thing and mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's, it's, it's really challenging. You mm-hmm. have a, excuse me, you have a lot of different people mm-hmm. who need a lot of different things in order for them to sell and make their product shine. And creativity is like lowest thing on their totem pole, unless which is what makes things the most success. All the things that are the most like holy shit, that's when this industry changed when this thing came out. Yeah, birth straight out of creativity. No, but they all got to pay for private school and whatever mm, it is they too. get their mortgages yeah. or whatever they're trying to put another wing on the mm-hmm. one bedroom apartment. I don't know. 
It's tough. It's super difficult. Yep. But I'm glad Method Man's a good guy. Yes. That's the only thing I take away from what you just said. It's that's just it? Like, All of that? I said so much. No, but that's I'm the thing that matters. everything you said. That's the thing that matters the most, right? And you're British overlords who are hopefully not going to destroy music as we know it. They're not. Cool. They're, Fair enough. <laughs> they're not. Um, I just hate, I don't like suits. <laughs> I don't like oh, what they yeah. stand for. You're still for. a badass kid. I get it. Just let me do what I do well and shut up. Mm, yeah, but the suits are the ones that sh- sign checks. And they're not, they're not like, come on, man. That check can be a little bit heavier, for God's <laughs> sakes. It's always a struggle. What um, do I got next? Uh, Let's see. Mm, mm, I want mm, you guys mm. to be hold in suspense as I show you. Oh, okay. So here's, I chose Rosa Parks by Outkast. Mm-hmm. And not because... Here's the true story is like since I've been since this song came out when I was a sophomore in high school I before every time I've ever been on stage this is your I do this rap I've done it since so I've done it for 16 17 how old am I 30 18 years Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I mean I can do the whole song fast forward to the Andre verse Cut through the, the um, Yeah, keep going. 20 seconds. Yeah, coming up. Here we go. So, it goes like... Gypsy and she hit me to some life game To stimulate and activate the left and right brain Say, baby boy, you're only funky as your last cut You focus on the past, your ass will be your has what That's one to live by, either that's one to die to I try to just throw it at you, determine your own adventure, Andre Got to a station, here's my destination She got off the bus, the conversation lingered in my head for hours Took a shower, kinda sour, cause my favorite group ain't coming with it But I'm with you, cause you're probably going through it anyway But anyhow, went and out, went on out and bought it Cause I thought it would be jamming, but examine all the flaws Keep Wall Street, awfully sad and it's costly But that's all shit wrote, and I hope I never have to float in that boat Up shit's creek, it's weak, it's the last quote That I wanna hear when I'm going down, when all said and done And we got a new Joe in town, when the record player get to skipping and slowing down All you have to say is that earn the crown but until then nice so that is so is like so was ingrained that, in my body was that uh that gypsy at the beginning was that erica badu he's talking about i met a gypsy wow maybe i, be- I believe this was yeah it could have been this, they released this when they were 22 yeah 98 aquemini yeah unbelievable for me i just was like oh you met like an old really wise lady on a train on a bus oh yeah no i feel like she's like before I'm going to reshape your whole life, you're in a relationship with Erica Badu. Yeah. Before I've performed every single time I've performed, whether it be for stage, film, uh, music shows, every single time, that's like my mantra. That's like what I do to warm up. And that like... Like almost superstitious? Yeah. It's my ritual. It's like... And you change it. You know, I, it's how I get my resonators going and my mm-hmm. nose and... Like... I'll just use it as my like whatever the the my two households if you know what that is that opening of Romeo and Juliet mm-hmm. the, it's like my version of that mm-hmm. vocal warm up and to the point where like before freestyle shows now I'll do it and everyone does it with me it's really? just like one of those things where like Lynn tries to throw me off because he'll I'll be like I'm at a gypsy and he'll hit gypsy he won't hit game right mm-hmm. he'll be like I'm at a gypsy and well, life his rhyme schemes stimulate and, and left ugh. brain. Like he'll just try to jump in and he tries to throw, tries to throw me off, but he can't because it's it's in my body. <laughs> um, yeah, I also love that Outcast has such a great um, 
partnership, like these two different personalities that are so themselves and work together in such an interesting way yeah. in these albums. Um, it's uh, Andre's rhyme style is so magical, man. Yeah. There's this uh, song that's it's like on, peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, except he's like pickle juice <laughs> in the sandwich. He's like, how are you doing that? He's got like a flow on this song. Gosh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's on Big Boy's album. It's Big Boy, Raekwon, and Andre. And he says, something, 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 danger, heiress, like mm-hmm. a king standing on a terrace. And you're like, huh, how did you, what did you do? What? It's like someone swing dancing with you that can lead really well. Probably not an experience you've had, but... Uh, No, I'm bad at swing dancing. Oh, yeah. When you're a girl and you are dancing with somebody who just happens to be a good swing dancer, they'll just be like, all right, this is about to happen. Okay, keep this straight. Here we go. And you're just like, what's happening to me? How did I... Oh, I didn't even fall. It was just cool. But it just happens, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, he's a phenomenal... I mean, I I aspire to rap like he does. Mm-hmm. Without, but it's so hard because you're just copying. Like it's hard yeah, it's not too to. Too bad you just you just rap like you do. It's hard that because people are like, "You're doing Dre, you're doing Andre mm-hmm. 3000." I'll be like, "That happens with stand up." I I I one time, especially if things are going bad, if I'm bombing at all. A few years ago, I was at a, I was doing a show in New York, and I just the audience wasn't like me, and I was like panicked a little bit, and I did one of my jokes, but just differently with a different kind of energy. Um, and got him back a little bit with that and like did some, some, I did a rift on it a little bit and some tags came off stage and the host of the show, um, uh, Kurt Brown was like, uh, you know, you just did Baron, right? And I was like, I did, I do, uh, you are correct. I didn't realize when I did it, but I just did Baron Vaughn accidentally. I just stole his ew, flow. Ew, ew. <laughs> yeah, I fully stole his I'm flow. Baron Vaughn. Yep. Just turn my, my energy up to the, to a certain frequency and you get Baron Vaughn. Um, oh, and if you're ready to think I'm super cool, mm-hmm. my ritual song, yeah, popular from Wicked. I don't even know. Oh, it's such a musical theater girl thing. Yeah, I whenever don't even I see someone less popular than I, and let's face it, who isn't less popular than I, my tender heart tends to start to bleed. And when someone needs a makeover, I simply have to take over. I know, I know exactly what they need. I can do the whole song, and I do before shows. And it does the same thing, clearing all out the stuff, making sure I can mush my voice around in the ways that I'm familiar. Mm-hmm. It can do if I do the right stuff. And... That song, supposedly, uh, Kanye has a little pet project, or had at some point, of sampling popular and putting it in a song. And I'm like, I'm so upset that he didn't, because that would have been so cool and weird. He probably was like, I can't afford this. I think that's what happened. I think he started to. Um, But that leads me to my next pick, which is also a cry trigger for me, because I get way too emotional about the whole thing. and this might make me, having said that, so basic. It's uh, Through the Wire by Kanye West. Oh, yeah. Yo, G. You can't stop me from rapping, can't you? You can't stop me from rapping. I mean, it's a great sample. It's a great sample. It's so weird. It's it's like taking, I mean, he talks about it in it. It's taking the worst thing that happened to you and making it the best thing that happened to you. Yeah. And not not do, not make not have having the best thing happen to you despite it making that the best thing that ever happened to you. Right. Which is so difficult and I think where so much art comes from. I love that. You going to start crying? No. I'm not. But I will say like 
just that feel the, what it really does for me is that that feeling of feeling like I'm not where I want to be and you have things that to other people they're like that's success you've got it you're you're there but you are like no th- this isn't what I want this mm-hmm. isn't right where I want to be and I and I know there's a place that I can get to that will feel right and I'm gonna I'm just gonna have to go no holds barred myself to get there because no one else is gonna get me there no one else is knows where it is I don't even totally know where it is like he, you know, very successful producer at this point, had this thing happen to him was and was like, I'm going to be a rapper. I'm going to do it. And it's going to sound like me. And nothing can stop me. Not even my fucking face not working anymore um, and almost dying. So, yeah, it, as I said, it might make me sound a little basic because it is like his biggest hit. But not um, even. I like that. I like what you just said a lot. Oh, thank I don't you. Have nothing to add to it. I think that was perfect. <laughs> um. But, oh, uh, and yeah, it was nominated for a Grammy, but it lost to 99 Problems. That um, makes a lot of sense. 99 Problems is a classic song. Yeah. But yeah, and it even says it in, in the song right right there. Can't stop me from rapping, can they? Mm-mm. And yeah, if you care about your art, nobody can stop you from doing it. It may not be what you pay your rent on, but you cannot be stopped from making it. Just finish what you start. Mm-hmm. Not gonna cry. Is that it? Is that our five? No, you have, uh, you got another one and then I got one. Um, it's that. Oh, this is my jam. <laughs> this one's just super this is just hard. Fun time? This is just Joey Crack the Don and Big Pun. Christopher Rios, uh, dynamic duo. <laughs> they took that deep cover, that Dre beat, uh, 187 with Snoop, and they flipped it so hard and brought us twins deep cover. Mm. 98. Mm. Oh, oh my God. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this shit bangs so hard. Uh, ready for war, Joe. How you want to blow these spots? I know these dirty cops that don't get us in if we murder some wop. Step in the hummer, the bunnies is ready. Meet me and Beatles with noodles. We do this do while he's serving spaghetti. Everybody kiss the fucking floor. Don't be crack. Fuck them all. If they move, noodles, shoot that fucking whore. Then in the middle of little, 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 did he know every middle to middle man who didn't do diddly. It'll be a cold day and hell the day I'm taking out. Make no mistake, for real, I wouldn't hesitate to kill. I'm still a fat one that you love to hate. Catch you at your cousin's waist. So where are you listening to this? I'm listening to this in like a gold Honda 94 Honda Accord cruising probably through Gaithersburg, Maryland. But I'm also listening to this like anytime I'm trying to go bars. Yeah. Like Big Pun is one of the best rappers of all time. Highly slept on. Mm-hmm. His polysyllabic um, rhyme style. Dead in the middle, little, 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 know every middle, the middle, man who didn't do diddly. How many words just fit into four set, uh, two bars? Mm-hmm. That's 10 seconds. He probably put like 40 words in there. Dead in the mid- Let's not count it. Yeah. Somebody can count it. But, but also like, like found rhymes in them that someone oh, else yeah. could have said the same words and they wouldn't oh, yeah. have rhymed in the same way. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Make no mistake. And then Fat Joe comes in later on when the beat breaks down. My favorite part is probably the most simple rap in the whole thing is... Freak with me as I cruise in my beamer. All the kids in the ghetto call me Don Cartagena. Kicking ass is a blast off heat. And you won't see me talk to police. So, and it's so simple, but like the juxtaposition. That peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, like you were saying with Dre. And that beat is just so hard. I have no business listening to it from a thematic standpoint. <laughs> but like, 
or, or relating to it, but from a sonic standpoint, it's like, oh man, if I can freak a beat like that mm-hmm. and go back and forth between those two styles, if you learn every word to that song, you'll be a pretty good rapper. Like, you know what I mean? So at if you take point, nothing else away from this podcast, learn the words to that song and, and you'll be a good rapper. Copy the flows <laughs> and then just write your own words to them. You know, there was a song when we were kids called Whoop There It Is. Yeah. And it was very like simple and easy, but I took that song, Whoop There It Is, mm-hmm. and I just like rewrote it. Huh. Same exact flow. And you sort of learn how to play with beats yeah. that way. Yeah. That's a good one to start with. There you go. I feel like all five songs, if you learn them and copy them, you'll be an MC. You can find your way. It's like a nice, that's also why I kind of wanted to do it. Yeah. It's like you can find your way to writing a good rap song. I think that way. Well, my We're battling. You'll lose a battle in the second round. You'll make it past the <laughs> but first. But you'll be an sure. artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be good. Um, my last pick is uh, uh, Mystery of Iniquity by Lauren Hill. I don't even know this song. It's the mystery really? Of oh, this is the freaking unplugged version. That's, the, the that's what came out. Yo. You guys, my throat. My throat's not so good. TRL Studios. Mm-hmm. How you doing? Let's listen to it. Yeah, bit. yeah, yeah. Let's listen to it. Oh, yeah. Okay, I have this album. Children, eat your bread, little children. Eat your bread, cause it all, all falls down. Telling you all, it all I want to let it play through till she starts rapping. Yo. Y'all can't handle the truth in a courtroom of lies. Purges the jurors with I haven't heard this. Crooked lawyers, false indictments, publicized this entertainment, the arraignments, the subpoenas, high profile gladiators, and bloodthirsty arenas. Okay, yeah, we can't play the whole thing, but you should go listen to it. it Um, Yeah, right. It was uh, nominated for a Grammy for Best Female Rap Solo Performance. Um, But when it came out, also, it it came out in 2002, um, and her. She also got so much shit from critics. People were like, it, this is part of the, like, she sounds pretty unhinged. And if you listen to it now, it's like, no, that's the stuff that everyone is talking about now. Mm-hmm. So much of the stuff that people said about Lauren Hill, not all of this stuff, not all this stuff, but so much of it is stuff that everyone now agrees is totally fucked up. And she was like, hey, this is fucked up. Like, she spoke at the Vatican and she performed at the Vatican, spoke at the Vatican and and gave them shit about molestation and they were like this is a crazy woman mm-hmm. like, uh it would be crazy to not do that yeah at this point i feel like most people would be in agreement about that right um she was she's an amazing mc uh, i think i think she's very slept on as yeah. a rapper yeah yeah um at the i'll v- be nina simone and yeah. deprecating on your microphone i said that when i was 11 or 12 years old and my mom was like you do you don't know what that word means do you and <laughs> Nina i was like Simone? defecate is that the word? on the microphone she's like defecate means to shit and i was like oopsies i just wanted to make that nina simone reference because she means so much mm-hmm. um yeah uh the whole miseducation of lauren hill i, I almost put do up on um, i was gonna put a lauren hill song on yeah. as well i think i was gonna put x factor on mm-hmm. or no what is it everything I, is everything because she also to me I mean, Flipping obviously, she was a, a dirty she was a woman, so that meant a lot mm-hmm. to me. But also, 
the way that she would use melody oh my and God, stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I, I hadn't heard in that way before. And so that was really exciting to me. Yeah, I like how she would have her rap line and then on top of it, she'd have a three-part harmony mm-hmm. that was just sort of panned out left and right. And it was it was just like, again, this is all for recording stuff, but sonically, it's really cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially with hip-hop, so much of it is in the production. So yeah. I think that's that's fair to comment on. You know, she turned down, supposedly turned down a role in Charlie's Angels. She was supposed to be the Lucy Liu. I'm so glad she did that. I know. It was it's like, that's the thing I think that people think are crazy. Like, everybody thought she was going to be this this sister act two thing that they had in their heads. And she was like, I have a different thing in my head that mm-hmm. I'm going to go become. Yeah. Um, and so that, that's my theory on her. Oh, gosh, thank you so much for doing this. This was really fun. Yeah, it was. It was so good to see you. Likewise. It's wild that we've known each other for a long, over a decade. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I know. Uh, well, you're always traveling all over the world making movies and TV shows. And you are fighting the British regime here on American soil. I am working for the British <laughs> regime. Um, where can people find you? Uh, at UTK the INC on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I got a new album, Vanity, which is going to drop in May. The first single, Original, is available on Spotify right now. And uh, yeah, you can see me in Basmati Blues, yes. which is on Voodoo, March 23rd on Netflix, Game Over Man with the boys from Workaholics. And in April, I've got a five episode arc on Brockmire with Hank Azaria on IFC. You stay busy. I do indeed. It's something that uh, I hate about myself. I love it. Thanks, Thanks for coming. Thanks, Eliza. Thank you for listening to Cool Playlist. I'm Eliza Skinner. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Eliza Skinner. You can follow the podcast at, at Cool Playlist Pod. You can also find our website at coolplaylistpod.com and you can find links to all the playlists we make and anything we talk about and our Patreon. We don't have advertisers, so we rely on Patreon co-producers like you. The theme music is by Ross Bryant. The art and logo is by D. Billy at Duchess and the Queen Studio. And the podcast is produced by cool DJ Aristotle Acevedo. Oh, and you can always rate and review us on iTunes. Everybody loves that. Bye.